Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 65 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. We bring you this podcast on December 20th, 2001, uh, almost Christmas time. 2001? We, we traveled back in time? Oh, you are right. Oh my goodness. No, ladies and gentlemen, 2021. Um, it's almost Christmas time. Happy holidays. Um, as always, spoil alert on these movies and these podcasts. Um, but yeah, Damn. let's just jump right into it. Uh, this week we watched a movie by me. Uh, I thought we should reel it back a bit, be a little more happy dappy after fucking bastard of the Boscar. <laughs> um, Sterling's new favorite insult. Yes, but I also thought it was a perfect time to show, uh, after showing, I wanted to show Lee the remake, and I did it on a purpose. Most people would be like, why don't you show him the original, then show him the remake? No, I wanted Lee to experience the remake first, so then he could see the original, because I almost think Lee's going to appreciate, it would make Lee appreciate the original more, if he had seen it, (sighs) other than if he had seen it reversed. We'll get into that. Yes, we will. Um, but yes, I keep teasing it. We watched, but you already all know this because you listened to last week's episode, right? If you haven't, go listen to that now. It was a great episode. But we watched Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, and the movie, other movie I'm referencing is Guess Who. From um, 2005, starring Ashton Kutcher and mm-hmm. the late, great Bernie Mac. Oh, and, and Zoe Zaldana, you sexist. But um, <laughs> that's, the, we'll get into it, but just... Remind me to talk about um, the daughter's diminished role in Guess Who. Oh, in the, the remake? Yes, and how I think it just it, I think it sadly diminished her role because she right, was much more yeah. important in the original. But whatever. Yeah, every character is important. In the <laughs> but yeah. But yes, we'll get. I'll more try to remember. To uh, remember. Because uh, before watching this movie, it'd been a while since I watched this movie. And I had thought I liked Guess Who more just because it's modern and I really do like, I do like Guess Who, but I, I, I and I really love Zoe Zaldana and I really love Ashton Kutcher. Um, but then rewatching this movie just made me go, oh shit. Yeah, this, like the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is a much better film because. It was a banger. Uh, the, 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 the you can just tell the cast was like way more into it. There's some tidbits that yeah, really like show how much more they were into who ever it. lived in this mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. And then when you put legends. it more into the context of it's like the 60s, this movie's way going to make more of a splash. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. make more people it just, way yeah, more. Yeah, it feels way more important. Yeah. But without it like seeming like oh, it, it seeming self-important. No, yeah, yeah, it, it still seems like relatable. Like especially if you put yourself in a family of the 60s. Yeah. Like, it's way relatable it to a liberal like, family in the 60s. Yeah, it was sort of, uh, it was definitely kind of challenging back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, this And, and like, some of like the stuff that it. they would consider liberal back then was, like, hardcore racist now. But <laughs> that goes to show how much better times That's become. kind of when, yeah. But I don't think this movie is problematic. No, really. I don't think either. But they, like, some languaging could be problematic nowadays. Just off by the nitpickers. The the nitpickers. nitpickers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasize 
<laughs> enunciate. <laughs> That's what I said. Bit. Nitpickers. Um, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> don't cancel us. But all right, before we get too far into our own opinions about this movie, let, I'm going to give you guys the plot line real quick. Uh, okay, here we go. After a vacation in Hawaii, Joanna Joey Trayton returns to her parents' home in San Francisco, bringing her fiance, the highly qualified Dr. John Prentice. 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 Dr. Prentice. Prentice. God, Dr. John Prentice. I'm a tad at everybody, but to introduce him to her parents. Her mother, Christina Drayton, owns an art gallery, and her father, Matt Drayton, is the pub- the publisher editor of the newspaper, The Guardian. Joey was raised with a liberal education and intends to marry Dr. John Prentice. 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 God, autistic. <laughs> a black widower who needs to fly to Geneva that evening to work with the World Health Organization. Joey invites John's parents to have dinner with her family, and the couple flies from Los Angeles to San Francisco without knowing that Joey is white. Christina also invites the liberal Monsignor Ryan, who is a friend of her family. Throughout the day and evening, the family discuss the problems of their son and daughter. Doesn't mention in this fucking thing, um, but Joey's white. Well, I guess it did mention that, but like, it's not as big of a deal that like she's white to his parents. It's more that like he's black to her parents. Like yeah, that's his parents definitely like, matter, but he has more control over his parents. Yeah, he's for like sure. so, so successful is ridiculous. Yeah, um, but uh, I mean, it's worked just, his way up to being a doctor. But it fits the character. I mean, he fits the role. Like he's such a good actor. Oh, Sydney Poitier. Yeah, I can't say the name, so I wasn't even trying to butcher. I was waiting for you to say it. I'll just say Sydney. <laughs> but like fucking, just like Poitier. oh, there's some oh. Now we can start talking about this movie. Fucking, I love it. It's just, this special, like, romance movies from the 60s are a bit different because they're basically what set the tone and what every all romance based their movies off of now. Now they all yeah. throw their modern twist. Nowadays it's way more comedic romance. Slapsticky. You don't really get romance movies like this anymore where it's, like, pretty much murders. There's some lightheartedness, ooh, and there's some really good scenes that are, like, funny, but, like... More serious. It's a romance drama. You don't get many of those anymore. It's a comedy drama. Yeah. Well, no, drama. romance drama. Romance that, drama, yeah. I think. There's some comedy, but not really. They're, they don't really... Other than like maybe the little Irish character, the Irish priest, but even he gets yeah. some serious moments. Yeah, he's ultimately a serious character. Um, and again, a character that sort of challenges the, uh, the father. Yeah. I think is probably... Uh, Probably my favorite character. The father? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, this is, uh, that's, um, what's his face? Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy. Legend. Like, he's, yeah, he was, he helped build Hollywood, basically, with yeah. his movies and acting. And him and uh, Catherine Heb, uh No, Lauren no, McCall, I believe. No, was. no. Oh, Ka- I'm sorry, in this movie. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. I thought you were like, talking about his like real life wife. No, no, no. But Catherine Hepburn and him are super close, and it's alleged Ooh. they loved each other their entire career and life. That's why they worked so much together. They were friends, but they could just never be together for some reason or another. Um, it was like yeah. the great like unfulfilled romance in Hollywood of the era. And strangely enough, this is uh, I think this is his last it film is. role. Uh, uh, yes. Um, a little tidbit right here. I can drop it right now. Spencer Tracy died 17 days after the filming of this movie. Wow. 
Now that like I'm gonna go into the tidbits in a little bit. That's the one, I'll just give that one real quick before I uh, I want to talk a little bit of like my backing, like uh, a knowledge of this movie um, or my history with this movie. What I'm talking about um, have to deal with the fact that he was on the way out during the whole time of this movie. But we'll get into that. We'll yeah, get into it's that. It's very sad. It is, and you can That's... almost and it sort of kind of contributes to why he's such an interesting character and it, like when you think about the other characters like reactions but we'll get into that okay yeah because they know he's dying but well, okay of course um yeah. and he's a legend even to all of them um back then yeah but yeah okay so my history with this movie a little bit i had originally seen guess who first um and i loved it as a kid like obviously watching it now as an adult changes and everything still enjoy the movie still love it um but it definitely like went down in the rankings in my like own personal head list, my own personal list in my head. Yeah. Um, I used to think like it was definitely at least in the top 10. Now I'm thinking it's more in the top 30, uh, maybe top 20, um, maybe top 20. Um, who knows? I just, this podcast has helped me go like over a lot of movies that I thought I liked way more. Mm-hmm. And then we watch them and we're like, I like it still, but I don't like, it's not like one of my favorites, but then it's helping me rediscover a lot of movies too. Like this one, Underworld, <laughs> fucking old uh, Underworld. Step Up Again. I mean, I always knew that one, but still. Um, but yeah. And then like my mom, every time I talked about this movie, or we watched this on TV or something, she'd always talk about the original. Uh, but it was never on TV. And, you know, growing up, we're, we're old enough to where it like, Netflix didn't become a thing until we were like in high school, really. Yeah. Like, or at least like people who had Netflix. I didn't have Netflix. My mom barely got fucking like the the like the souped up cable package. And by the time we got that, that was already on that way out. No one was getting that shit no more because it was internet. Right. Oh yeah. Um, the internet was starting to take over. So, I but, had I had the Netflix mail in service. Yeah, I had that like right it. in the beginning, and like just like right at kind of its coattails of it started dying, and they don't do, do that anymore. Nope. Uh, which Sweet I think is kind of sad, but because I used to like get them a lot. But yeah, uh, me too. And that's actually I think how I watched this movie the first time. Oh, because um, uh, yeah. So it's my always mom always fun talked getting about that it. little uh, red. Yeah, envelope it was. In the mail. It was because you're just like, oh, a new movie. Um, and it was almost kind of like owning them, but not really. Renting them, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Um, God, I'm just like all over the place with this. But well, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, throughout my whole life, my mom talked about the, it's one of her favorite movies. Um, spe- it was obviously, it's from her generation. Yes. Um, not her generation making it, but her generation, like watching it and the yes. audience of it. Growing up with it. and Yeah. yeah. Actually having Influence some sort of it. impact. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so when I finally got Netflix, like, and able to, like, order DVDs, I was like, oh, it was one of the first, because it was a hard movie back then to find on streaming. Like, there was no Amazon you could rent from, YouTube, oh, yeah, they weren't doing all that shit. shit. No, yet. no. The only thing was, like, Netflix and, like, any streaming services that there were, like, they were only, they didn't have that movie. Um, yeah. Still, it's not able to stream for free. You gotta, like, rent it. Um, it's kind of sad that it's kind of, like, being buried yeah, right? This movie should be more accessible to the public. It really should be. <laughs> it's a great it's movie. A, it's a damn good film. It's a historical movie in the history of movies. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's probably uh, 
one of those movies that's preserved by the Library of Congress. I feel like if it's as, not, it should be. As culturally significant. It should be. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it is. Like It just almost has that message and from that era that it would be. Yeah, definitely. It's... Yeah, it's, it's a great film. But yeah, and like the first time I watched this, I was like, obviously I loved it. Like I've loved it like, and it just, like I haven't wa- I've watched it like one time since then. So this, I haven't watched this movie a whole lot of times. So like my reactions in this movie were pretty genuine and I was loving it. Lee could hear me squealing, squibbing during the, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I was just like so engrossed in the movie. I wasn't even really paying attention to you. This is one of the first and uh, we'll get Lee's opinion a little later, but Lee, 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 this might be the first romance Lee movie likes. But I mean, I don't even really, because I don't really view it as a like romance movie strictly. No, but it is. It is a movie about a relationship. But it is a romantic movie. If you looked up genres for it, <laughs> romance would be number one. No okay. matter how much you don't want to admit that. It's about their love and their romance. Okay, yes. And the the wife and the husband's romance. There are other, you know, elements surrounding yeah. it. Yeah. Surrounding their what? The relationship. Romance. <laughs> um, <coughs> but um, I think it'd be, it's kind of, this movie, I'm just kind of just want to get into these tidbits because there's some really interesting ones. Um, for this movie, and I like, I, I think Lee's gonna be like, what? Um, I might know some of them. Catherine Hepburn never saw the completed movie. She said it made her too sad because of Tracy. Spencer Tracy. Yeah. yeah, she said it was just too painful to ever watch it because it's the last movie and all thing. He died soon after. Um, in the memorable scene in the end where he gives his big speech, yeah, when Catherine Hepburn's crying in the background, that's not her acting. She knew how sick he was, and she was really moved by his speech about true love. And everyone says it's because she loves him so much, and they're unrequited love right there, and it was like for him, like for her. Yeah. Um, which is kind of yeah. sad to his wife, too. But. It is very sad. Uh, Catherine Hepburn used, uh, used her salary as backing in, uh, in order to make the movie because she, uh, Spencer Tracy was so ill, the studio didn't think he'd make it to the end. Oh, shit. So she had to give Damn, her pay. She really like, like, was his cheerleader, at least. Yep, pushed for this last movie because he wanted to do one last movie. Um, what's wow. Maybe they weren't, like, maybe, yeah, they were kind of in love, but it, it, maybe it wasn't Who like, knows? the kind Who of... Who knows? It's one of those Hollywood of course, stories. Yeah, Everyone yeah. around is basically dead now, so who knows? <laughs> so we'll just Pretty have much. to just, just be whispers and gossip she's mad for all times um the uh, this is kind of crazy uh when the movie started or when the movie was in theaters at first martin luther king was alive um and, but he was assassinated like as the movie was in theaters um and there was originally a line where her maid says something and asks like the maid guesses like the reverend martin luther king when he was murdered the the uh, after he was assassinated, the studio gave immediate orders to cut that scene. But the version that we saw had the scene. From what I, I guess, but back then they just like... Uh, well, yeah, they used to do that shit all the time with old movies. Spe- yeah, it's just kind of funny because that's something that would almost happen now. It happened with Spider-Man. 
The first one. He was he did he has a scene when he does it with the Twin Towers. Well, and they cut that. It hadn't come out yet. But they were like No, it was a trailer. Yes, but that was going to be in the movie. They had this whole thing where he's going to be on the Ten Towers. Oh, isn't? right. Because they yeah, were part yeah, of New yeah, York. Yeah, Mm-hmm. It'd be weird if Spider-Man didn't go around the Twin Towers in New York, but then... They had to, <laughs> they had to go back and change bad things, things a little bit. <laughs> bad things happened, which really sucks because there's a scene, like there's supposed to be like a really cool scene with like the fucking helicopter and shit. It I looked the trailer. pretty cool. It looked exciting. That's what got everybody like hyped up. Like, holy shit, Spider-Man on the World Trade Center. Fucking terrorist. <laughs> Fuck you, terrorist. I'm glad you're at the bottom of the sea, Osama. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, don't cancel his algorithm for saying the naughty words. Um, you said him, not me. <laughs> you're still part. Oh. <laughs> uh, the daughter character is played by Hepburn's niece, Catherine. What? I can't say her last name. Was that Houghton? 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 Probably say uh, H- Houghton. H o u g h t o n, Houghton. I think. Okay, Houghton. Like Houghton. sorry, people. Houghton Mifflin. I'm a stupid, stupid. The book company. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one, I thought it was crazy when I was reading into this. There was actually two scripts for the movie, and they were doing. They were filming two movies there while the movie they were doing the movie because one was Spacer, uh, the dad in it, and one with the mouth not in it, because they were afraid he was going to die at any moment. So if he died, they were just gonna switch over to the one where he's not in it. So like, what With, it like would, a different actor? He, no, he's just not in it. <laughs> no father character. Yeah, it's just a completely different movie. They were filming two different movies. What? Um, That's like insane. Catherine would bring uh, Tracy in every morning, and they would film until she thought he was too tired, and then they would she would take him home. Um, yeah, and they take him home. And fucking Sidney Poitier was uh, said he was so uh, intimidated working with two legends. Yeah, whatever. Um, He was so intimidated working with two legends. uh, He preferred to perform uh, to an empty high back or empty high back chairs. Just a big like like just no like he didn't like he liked it when their chairs were empty. When they weren't there. Yeah, because when they were there, it was too intimidating. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, I but would be too. I don't know if I'd. I would probably be too scared to fucking ask them to. Can you like not be here? He's <laughs> dead already. Um, the director and the producer also put up their paychecks to get the studio. Oh, to Stanley do this. Kramer. Yeah, to get the studio. Stanley to... Kramer was the director and producer, or at least one of the producers. Yeah, producer and director. My bad. Um, but yeah, he put his salary up. To get the movie made too, because they were so worried, um, and it's kind of sad. And this is—I thought this was really sad reading. He he was uh, given a nomination for the Oscar, Spencer Tracy, like posthumous. Pos- pos- I can't say that. Yeah, word. whatever. That's one word. I when can't he was say. dead, um, but then they gave it to Rod Steiger for Rod Steiger Steiger for In the Heat of the Night. It's like which even also it, has Sidney Poitier as Sidney Poitier Poitier Poitier. I think that was the film that he won his Oscar for. His one and only Oscar for. Well, that's sad. He should have won a bunch more. But um, even though that's all true and stuff, I still think they should have just gave it to Spencer Tracy because he died. But <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's kind of And they, uh, I thought, this goes to show their friendship or possibly rumors. This was their ninth film together. Catherine Hepburn and... Ninth and uh, final film. Yeah, ninth and final. Well, no. And then she did it with his dead body. 
It was the niece's fun- was we- film the first debut. <laughs> Rude. It was uh yeah, uh Sorry. Catherine's niece's uh Catherine Hughes uh film debut. Yeah, it said that in the credits. Which is kind of introducing cool. Catherine Hopton. Um <laughs> There's a lot. Jesus Christ. There's a lot There's too many paragraphs. There's a lot of film debuts too. Isabel Sanford, Alexandra Hayes. I don't know who these people. I'm are. not really sure. I'm sure maybe I recognize them from something. <laughs> I've it's, seen many a film. It's a uh, Bay Richards only no- Oscar nominated performance. Who's Bay Richards? Sorry, but uh, she's probably uh, the. Oh, it was the the mom. No, she that's got nominated the... for an Oscar. Yeah, it was the mom of uh, Sydney. She did have a very small role, but she, I think her role was pretty pivotal. Pivotal. It was, but to get like an Oscar, I don't know. And man. she did give a really great performance, I thought. Yeah. But I felt like everyone did. But an Oscar nominee? Yeah. It's just like, it's just kind of crazy for her. I wonder what the Oscar nomination was for like what? Like Best, best Supporting, supporting actor, actor Actress. That's probably. crazy. Oh. Wow. Just oh, here we go. I knew it. Um, in some shots, you could see, you could clearly see Catherine Hepburn's he- head and hands trembling because of her hereditary shake. Yeah. When she w- she is pouring a drink forever and right after her second arrival. Yeah, she's fucking. She's all over the fucking place. I think that's ultimately what killed her. Yeah, I think so too. It was really offensive when I just did that. <laughs> Just like all over the <laughs> Um but yeah, that's this movie has just like such an interesting like pat like history and interesting yeah. story and inter- interesting performances and like this movie has some of the best speeches in fucking movie history. You get two really good speeches. There's a couple other mini ones throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah. But the two big ones. very dialogue heavy. Yes, which Lee knows that I don't usually have. Yeah, you don't really like really like wordy movies. It's not even that I don't like. I just don't. That's not usually how my movies are made. (laughs) No. And this is like still like a product of the 60s. There's a lot of like shouts that are drowned out. They let they 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 let the build. But it's because they like people had more of an attention span back then. So you could let a scene draw out or they're just like walking in the flowers. It's like 15 seconds of just them walking out to the patio. Nowadays, they would just flash to them to the patio. Or they'd walk and they'd walk to the patio in like three seconds. It would just be like, and they'd be talking the whole time. Close up of them, you wouldn't like be able to like, you wouldn't be able to um, really get the like full experience of like feeling what they're feeling. Yeah, a character doesn't always have to be talking in this movie. No, and I don't usually always like that. I know that. I know. I know. But in this, I like it. Yeah, they let their words sit. Was pretty impressive yeah yes but you get the two big speeches are uh the one against his dad which i love that's probably my favorite movie speech and then obviously the dad speech i'm gonna i'm gonna go over both those speeches because how can i not um uh and you know when's the perfect time than now when's a better perfect time than now god i can't say things anymore lee 
Me neither. Just got work brain. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do this. The, the first one I'm going to go over is the dad speech. I'm not going to go over the whole like scene, just John's part of like, uh, it's just, uh, I thought it was so great. All right, so the, let's set the scene. The scene is like, so like, the daughter has invited his parents up to yeah. San Francisco just because she's so like, you know, this is just like, everything's going to go great. Yeah, her head, like her head is like kind of in the clouds. In this but she fits situation. the character perfect she because she's exactly what her parents raised her to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost kind of like what liberals thought the future was going to be. Sadly, did were they mistaken? Um, <laughs> just imagine if Jimmy Carter had beaten Reagan. Imagine. But that's a that's a whole other podcast, right? Um, <laughs> that's the political secret dark podcast. Uh, conspiracy theories, no alternate histories. <laughs> Shout out, um, yes. Uh, so now uh, the parents have gotten there. They've discovered mm. she's white. The dad's immediately against it. Um, Not because he's racist. No, because he's just like, she's so rich and like the the son has so much going for him and he's like, this is going to be like lead to so much trouble. Both dads are like, this is going to lead to so much fucking trauma. Yeah, that's really... Like you guys could have such an easier life if you just don't do this. Yeah, that's why they're concerned. That's why the, the dad is kind of against it and why he's like, oh, why are they forcing me? Because uh, John, is that John Prentice? gives the parents an ultimatum mm-hmm. uh, to uh, give them their blessing. Otherwise, there won't be a marriage. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be any point, for, at least for him, uh, to not have their blessing. Yeah, and I, I, I gave Catherine a great line later, like when she's talking to the dad, like, like, no ma- like what you and John are both forgetting is Joey. Like, no matter what both you decide... Joey will yeah. just follow him. No matter, even if he says like, "Oh, I'm leaving," your parents didn't do it. She's not gonna be like, "Oh, okay." And even that's kind of like progressive. And, that, and she time. says, "Yeah," and she says that, "Yeah," because like a woman, like feminism, like like yeah, actually, a woman, let, yeah, her opinion. Like she goes, like, "No, I'm not gonna just do what you said." Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and like I, I loved it when she's the mom says that to like uh, John's character, and he kind of has this look on his face, like I didn't think about that. <laughs> like he's and like later on in the yeah. movie, like as he's like getting kind of to know because he had only known this girl for 10 days. They had met in Hawaii on a vacation. He's realizing like, oh, she's not going to just like go off because I said so. Like she's a lot <laughs> stronger than I thought. Like a lot yeah. headstronger, a lot more stubborn. Yeah. And especially when she met, met his parents and she, he's like, fuck. And he met his, her mom and he's like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's that's the mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a you know great scene where she fires that one bitch. Yes, yes, I'll go over that scene um, in the quotes in a second because yes, that scene is amazing. Because yeah. there's like this lady who runs the mom's art gallery, and she's like probably one of those fake liberals. Oh yeah. Um, and like as soon, like she, uh, she sees the couple first, and she's like, oh, but you know, like she's obviously uncomfortable, like is like trying to pretend. <laughs> And then, yeah. like, she comes over to the house and, like, is being obviously, like, oh, what is this? You have him here? Yeah, yeah, like, stuff like that attitude. And, like, the mom immediately escorts her out, escorts, escorts her out, her but, out. like, like in, like, a way of, like, oh, it's being nice. And, like, she takes her over to the car. I'll read in that in a second. 
Yeah. It's uh, a, a really scene. good This movie just, oh, man. It's, uh, you know what? For once, I actually agree with Sterling. Yes, I wanted to really show a movie for where it was like from beginning. It, it's been a while since I've been been able to show a movie where it was like from beginning to end, where it's like, oh, I really love it. Um. All right, so yes. Yeah. The, boop, 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 this boop, is boop. the so yeah the dad's talking to him and the dad's trying to tell him is telling him basically it gets down to the dad the dad's point is you can't do this to me after everything I've done for you to get you through school and become a doctor he's like you know how many miles I walked and all that stuff and this is John's response oh yeah like um, he's like quiet <laughs> and he's just like you listen to me you don't tell me. You don't want to tell me how to live my life. So what do you think you're, you've been doing? You tell me what rights I've got or haven't got and what I owe you for what you've done for me. Let me tell you something. I owe you nothing. I love that. If you carried that bag a million miles, you did what you're supposed to because you brought me into this world. And from that day, you owed me everything you could ever do for, for me like I will owe my son if I ever have another. But you don't own me. You can't tell me when or where I'm out of line or try to get me to live my life according to your rules. You don't even know who I am, Dad. You don't even know who I am. You don't know how I feel, what I think. And if I try to explain it, in the, it the rest of your life, you'll never understand. You are 30 years older than I am. You and your whole lousy generation believes the way it was for you is the way it's got to be. And not until your whole generation is laid down and died will the dead weight of you be God, off our backs. Right there. You understand? You've got to get off my back. Get off my back. And then like this, he like turns away from his dad and it's kind of this like moment where he's just like, you're so angry. And then once you've said it all, you're not angry anymore. You're kind of like, oh, that was foolish. <laughs> like, and he's like, dad. He's like, you know I love you. Dad, you're my father. I'm your son. I love you. I always have and I always will. But you think of yourself, this is great. You think of yourself as a colored man. I think of myself as a man. Yes. Now I've got a decision to make. Hmm? So and I've got to make it alone. And I've got to make it in a hurry. So you. So would you go out there and see after my mother? Like, it was like, pff, pff, he just became the the man of the family. No. Right then, he just assumed the role, and the dad was like, "Okay, like, <laughs> like it's just so great." And that's line because this, this is another thing about like this is such a different dynamic. This was the beginning of the civil rights movement. The be I mean, not the beginning. The beginning is way more. But this is like right when it finally it had only been passed for a few years. They'd only had integrated schools for a few like years. All this stuff is super new. In fifteen states, they even mentioned the movie. In fifteen states, they would have been hung. Yeah, they had. Anti-miscegenation laws, Blech. basically anti-mixing laws, like interracial marriage. Yeah, no mi race mixing. It's um, Nazi-esque. In yeah. fact, that's where the Nazis got the idea for uh, the Nuremberg laws. There you go, <laughs> fucking piece of shit, stupid laws. Um, but another thing, like this, like reference that we don't really. It's probably a little bit now, but not really. Back then, there was still like because of like the the racism and abuse these black the black people have, uh, had endured there was a segment of the black population that kind of believed the lies that white people like said yes. 
and that mm-hmm. was kind of the that. That's the, what he meant by like you see Just yourself as a colored man. You think you're they they they'd been told you're different. You're different. You're not part of us. You're not part of the human race. We're both different. Yeah. We're both different. You were both different. Even by the liberals, like oh we're together, but you know we're different. And like yeah, the new generations that were starting to come out during this era. This is when modern liberalism is really starting to ramp up. Yes. Is saying like is the the whole thing of like not separations of like colored men and not colored men. No, it's men. It's people. We're, he, We're that line people. is so great. You see yourself as a colored man, and I see myself as a, as a man. man. Now, I didn't do it any justice, ladies and of gentlemen. I not. want you to go watch this movie. We told you at the beginning of the movie, podcast. We told you at the, the end of last podcast. Even if you haven't yet, still go watch this movie, because this is one of those movies you can be spoiled for, but if you, watch, you still haven't seen the performances themselves... It still is gonna do. It's still gonna be oh great because Sydney Poitiers, po- like Poitier, Poitier, like <laughs> just, I'm just gonna say Poitier, uh, <laughs> Sydney Poop, Sydney Poop, Sydney Poop, um, like his fucking Poutier. just his voice and like his cadence and his perform, like it's just his mannerisms. He's, he's just yes. if you know him, you know him. He's just he's crazy. I love. He's one of the original. Uh, he did one of those original movies where he's the teacher that takes over the tough class and like, but it's a British movie. Did you ever seen that movie? No. It's about a he a teacher that moves and takes over the like. It's not. I don't know if it's the first first one, but it's. It feels like it's one of the first. It's fucking all the way back then. Um, Damn. During his career, yeah, he's had a pretty long career. This was not his first film. No, 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 no. Now. It's also not his first film with the director in this film, Stanley Kramer. Hmm. Well, that's probably one reason he did it. That director was very liberal. This is, uh, I believe this was Spencer Tracy's third or fourth collaboration with Stanley Kramer. When you think about it, there weren't probably as many directors back then. So like, there was probably a much more tight-knit communities. But there was probably mm-hmm. more clicky. A little bit. Because of like nowadays, it's like everyone works with everyone because all the corporations like you put this in the first. There's no way to click it out. But back then, it was more clicky because there's more studios. The studios were more. The studios were independent. They didn't have these like giant like corporations behind them. They were just studios. This was the point where they that era started. Yeah, die. And they were just <laughs> by sponsorships, sponsorships ate them. by Coca Cola and all those. Yeah, once they had to start relying on sponsorships, that's when it was really fucking Power Rangers time. Um, let's find a Dunkin' Donut. Um, <laughs> no, it's Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, my bad. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and now this is the next great. This is the last uh, speech of the movie. It's also the last lines of the movie. No one, ever, no one speaks other than like some chatter as the characters walk away. But this is the real last line, which I think is a great. It's just such a great. It's just like uh. Uh, this is by Spencer Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Drayton in the movie, um, and it, this is his answer to John uh, John's character. Uh, basically, his answer to him. Yeah. Um, and his, like Lee was said, it was referencing earlier, like his draw, he wasn't really like, I'm not like immediately going to say no. He's like, but you give me one day, not even a full day. I get yeah. a few hours to be all of a sudden like, hey, do you want your daughter to live a really, really hard life? <laughs> and it's like, oh, 
and have all your morals and everything you've ever stood up for just tested, like just out there. I'm gonna go play golf. Nope, you're gonna about to answer moral questions that will make you sleep, like talk yeah, to for the rest like of your life. You're having like a existential crisis for a minute. Yeah, and it's not even like, like even if like it'd be hard enough if it was just like a. Uh, this is sounds bad, but back then it would have been hard enough. Even if it was a white guy, your daughter just comes back from a vacation after ten days and is like, "I'm gonna move to Geneva and marry this doctor. We're gonna go live in yeah. Africa and help cleft lips." And you're just like, "What are you doing? You're 23. Like you were just in Hawaii on a vacation that I paid for, and now you're gonna go do all this shit." Yeah, it's just the and now throwing that he's black exactly because <laughs> yeah. now it's just like you oh, know racist. Oh. Uh, you think America now is racist? Like we were said just earlier, there was 15 states where they would kill you on sight and the police would help. No, no they would. They could. Yeah, though. They, they would. No one would give a fuck in those states. And yeah. it happened all the time. There's tons of interracial couples that were murdered. That's terrible. Like anti-discrimination laws. Disgusting. Um, but this is a this is this is his answer. This is his speech. Now, Mr. Prentice, and also I just said that name wrong. I'll always say it wrong, but. This is also another speech I'm not going to do fully justification because he, Spencer Tracy, that's another thing that makes me think of, he died 17 days after giving this performance. Like that's how yeah. good of an actor he was oh, God. because he was probably, he was, I guarantee when it was not action, he was like just yeah, old and fucking just, because they said he looked terrible and he's, and he's only 67 in this movie. At least told me like he looks he only, 87. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was way older. But he would pick him probably himself up for those scenes. They were probably like, I bet Catherine was like, come on, all right, Tracy, we're going in 10. And then, and then just like walks away and he's just, and just goes into acting mode. And like, and then you get, boom. A true professional. You get fucking Oscar worthy performances and shit. It's crazy. All right. So now, Mr. Prentice, I said it wrong, I don't care. Clearly a most reasonable man. Says he has no wish to offend me, but wants to know if I'm some kind of some kind of a nut. And Mrs. Prentice says that like her husband, I'm a burned out old shell of a man who cannot even remember what it's like to love a woman the way her son loves my daughter. And strange as it seems, that's the first statement made to me all day, which I am prepared to take issue. Because <laughs> I think you're wrong. You're as wrong as you can be. I admit that I hadn't considered it. Hadn't even thought about it, but I know exactly how he feels about her. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing that you son, that your son feels for my daughter that I didn't feel for Christina old. Yes. Burned out. Certainly. But I can tell you the memories are still there. Clear, intact, indestructible. And they'll be there if I live to be 110 where John made his mistake. I think was in attaching so much importance to what her mother and I think. Because in the final analysis, it doesn't matter a damn what we think. The only thing that matters is what they feel and how much they feel for each other. And if it's half of what we felt, that's everything. As for the two, as for you two and the problems you're going to have, they seem almost unimaginable. But you'll have no problem with me. And I think when Christina and I and your mother have no have some time to work on him, you'll have no problem with your father. John, you do know, I'm sure you know, what you're up against. There'll be a 100 million people right here in this country who will be shocked and offended and appalled, and the two of you will just have to ride that out, maybe every day for the rest of your lives. You could try to ignore those people, or you could feel sorry for them and for their prejudice, 
and their bigotry and their blind hatred and stupid fears. But where necessary, you'll just have to cling tight to each other and say, screw all those people. Anybody who make who anybody can make a case a hell good a hell of a good a case against you you're getting married. Their arguments are so obvious that nobody has to make them. But you're two wonderful people who happen to fall in love and happen to have a pigmentation problem. And I think that now, no matter what kind of case some bastard could make against your getting married, there would be only one thing worse. And that would be if knowing what you two are and knowing what you two have and knowing what you two feel, you didn't get married. Well, Tilly, when the hell are we going to get some dinner? And that's the last line. Yep, and it just, we don't really see the dinner. Like they go over and sit on the table and just yeah, just and, and then it's over. Like there's yeah. some like light chattering. You hear some like they're putting feels, the plates out, and feels, then yeah, it feels so much like a, a dinner scene would have been more modern and it would have been like more like lighthearted. Like I think it would have like not. I don't think it would actually fit. Well, you get a dinner because they're scene. eating steaks and fucking pie and shit. You get a dinner scene in uh, the remake. <laughs> See, and that, I didn't like that dinner scene. When we watched that movie, that dinner scene I thought was cringe as fuck. It was horrible. Um, well, there's a couple dinner scenes, but this dinner scene with the grandpa was cringe as fuck. Um, because they were just like, do racist jokes for fucking 10 minutes. Like, why? Um, but they didn't do that in this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. God. Because <laughs> it would have well, been, I don't even know what the jokes back then would have been, well, but they would have been terrible. This movie is classy and well written. And this scene, when this scene is shot, it's beautifully shot too, because it's panning all over all the actors yeah. as they're watching this reaction of him. Catherine Hepburn is just bawling for oh, real, yeah. as we know. All the other characters are watching. Fucking the daughter's just streaming down her face. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad, I love the uh, John's dad. He's just so grumpy the whole time. <laughs> I'm permanently grumpy. I my feet hurt. <laughs> like that's just the man, the face of a man whose feet hurt all the time. My feet hurt. I used to be a mailman. I hate dogs. <laughs> like, I ain't getting a dog. <laughs> like you just know he said that a lot. In his life. Ain't goddamn dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just and and oh, God, that scene is powerful. Please, ladies and gentlemen, go watch this movie just for those scenes. Because that scene is powerful. Probably maybe find them on YouTube. Yeah, but you, I, you need the whole movie. you should movie. probably watch the movie. Yeah, because you need the context. Not probably. You should watch the movie. Yeah, because you need the context for those scenes. The build-up. The, the dad yelling in Sydney's face like, You are... What are you doing? They're like, Get off my back, man! <laughs> get off my back. <laughs> Just get off my it's, back. <laughs> and you know, it's not... Like, I don't think it's a particularly boring movie. I don't think there's no. any point where this movie drags. I think it was way better of a concept to take over a place of one day instead of a few days like the remake. It, it, it feels it like a stage things play. More, and, like, their love never really gets tested. Like, in this, in the, the remake, they have to do the classic, like, and it felt forced. If They forced them to break up for a second. Like it was over such a stupid they made petty it reason. into a cliched romantic yeah. comedy. I mean, I still I love that and everything, but I'm gonna be putting on my whole like bo- like unbiased helmet on right now, or my I'm on pro remake or uh, original. original right now, and I'm gonna Being point more... out the flaws of the remake, remake that I love, but it's still it's a much shittier movie. Like I just think, <laughs> like I was just saying, like. In the fir- yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the they p- 
push that more like, oh, we got to fit the mold cliche. Like that, like she breaks up with him over such a, like, because he, it's so obvious. Why wouldn't you? Like who? What? Who? Anybody? Especially man. The day before he's gonna go meet his fucking uh, in-laws or future in-laws is gonna tell them like wants to tell his fucking fiance uh, that he quit his job and he's fucked. Yeah. Of course he's gonna lie and just for, like he can't. You don't think he maybe might think to tell you the day afterwards? Let's just mm-hmm. make it through this fucking weekend and like so you're not worrying the whole time. And like he's like oh, I'm trying and, and also like maybe I'll have a job by the time the weekend's over, so you don't even matter. But no, like they had to force it, and she had to be really upset about it, and you had to have the Bernie Mac moment. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. oh wait, that's why you know, he was but, racist. The, the boss was, was racist. You barely dealt with any real racism in this movie, like it, other than like the beginning scene where Ashton Kutcher quits his job. You don't even hear the racist thing the guy said. It just no. starts with Ashton Kutcher going, "You're a bastard," and like walking. Yeah, you away. don't even like, get any context. He's just like, "You're a bastard," and you're just like, "Oh, he was racist," <laughs> like, or something like. It's like it's just a poor attempt at like a twist or whatever. Yeah, like I, I, I really wish it like, and they were trying to do like, oh, we're doing the the the, re, the, the vows, uh, redoing of the vows, and it's gonna take three days. I, I liked that was all just to fit in like nonsense scenes, like the the car, uh, the the go kart scene. And the banking scene, like the, the this, hotel scene. Yeah, like, like this, all those scenes I like in that movie. If this movie, if this movie didn't exist, if the original didn't exist, I could enjoy the other one more because I'd be like, oh, okay, what's well, funny? But this, the original, it's like oh, they could have done it serious. They could have remade I, this movie I and had understand. it been well. Still, it's it's kind of baffling. And now. I still think they could have done the whole reverse, where the white guy, it's a white guy and a black girl, and it, and they could have still done it serious, and it still could have been good. Yeah, yeah. Like this movie it, is an easy movie to remake well because it's just a simple concept. Did you know that um the they did actually remake it uh let's see 10 years after this as a TV movie and uh it was done by the same director, Stanley Kramer. It's really weird that he would do that. Yeah. Remade it in like what like was it a it was like, like shot a, for shot remake or just uh I don't know if it was shot for shot, but it has different actors. Uh, well, that makes me really interested. I kinda wanna watch it now. I want, I don't even see how different see it is. if you can maybe track it down on YouTube somehow. Right? It's from I think it was like nineteen seventy seven yeah, nineteen seventy seven, ten years after That's this so film. random. It is, yeah. I kinda not deep dived, like watched hit this director's filmography, but kinda, you know, looked him up. Because I've heard of him. He's done some really notable films. Uh, uh, he's actually, he was more known for like uh, like dramas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, he did a movie called Judgment at Nuremberg. It was <laughs> all about the serious. Nuremberg trials. And Spencer Tracy was in that actually. There you go. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he, had a, he has a really great style like he always kind of like gives you a real like it felt scope very modern the way that it was too. shot some of the like like the the camera work there's lots of great yeah camera moves for a movie that's so simple it's literally takes place in one home well there's a couple outside shots where they like, goes at some ice cream and stuff which is a great scene it is. I I love that scene isn't Might it it's my just, favorite scene actually it's because it, it helps you uh bond we'll it, talk about it oh, yeah yeah uh, we'll talk about your favorite scene but it helps show like 
the love between these characters, like the relationship, the the this. And even though it's he's getting, you know, he's not angry about the fucking it's, boys. It's a perfect metaphor. Yeah, he's just getting. He's just. It's but, the old well, meeting the young. Yeah, and he's getting annoyed. But okay, we'll talk about the scene more because Lee. I can tell he wants to go in it. Boysenberry. But, um, <laughs> I, the funniest part of that scene is the customer. I laugh so much at customer service now. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah, it's, it's, it's it didn't change. It's the same back then. Okay, so yeah, I'll remember you. And then just like, because yeah. he's like, hey, yeah. He's like, remember dead. me because I like this ice cream. And she's like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I will work in San Francisco at an ice cream spot. I'm going to remember some old man. At a roller skate. Yeah, one of those places where they make you ready to wear roller skates. Day. I'm going to remember you and your boys oh, in there. Yeah. Okay, go kill yourself. You have to come every single day for four months, and then I'll maybe remember you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, this is uh, another good speech by uh, Catherine Hemburn, which I don't think who someone I don't think we've talked enough about from this movie. Keep t- f- gushing yeah, over these male characters. Yeah. She is great in this movie. She is. You can just tell, you can see her love for Tracy, um, friendship or not, or whatever it is. Um acting whatever it is they felt like a real married couple it really did and like she and she felt like such a modern woman i mean this is san francisco in the 60s and san francisco has always led the liberal movement in america i don't know why super progressive i don't know why but it just does i i I would like to read in the history of san francisco and it's like liberal tenth turn um okay but this is this is the scene we were talking about where she like fires her assistant for being racist oh yeah um to her assistant Hillary in the driveway. She's now escorted her out of the house. Hillary doesn't know what's about to happen. That's what makes this scene even greater. Because Hillary thinks like she's on her side and she's like, oh, okay, what do you want me to do? And like, like she's about to give her an order. Right. She goes, now I have some instructions for you. I want you to go straight back to the gallery. Start your moto. Like it's just so great. As she's giving the speech, she gives <laughs> she keeps giving her commands. And the girl, the woman just that this is how commanding Catherine's character is, and just yeah woman who she is probably in real life you just oh, do whatever sure. the fuck she says mm-hmm. she told a random person give me coffee oh, oh. <laughs> like, okay <laughs> um but it, it just works her flow in this scene is so great i love it um yes. i want you to go straight back to the gallery Stachimoda. when you uh, when you get to the gallery tell jennifer that she'll be looking after things temporarily she's to give me a ring if there's anything she can't deal with herself then go into the office make out a, make out a check for cash for the sum of five thousand dollars then carefully, but carefully, care Hillary, remove absolutely everything that might subsequ- subsequently sub. How do I say that? Subs subs. Oh my God! Uh, subsequently. All right, we both can't say it, but <laughs> you, that might subsequently. There you go. Remind me that you had ever been there, including that yellow thing with the blue bulbs. <laughs> You're going to have to just break your attention from it. His ADHD won't let him. Uh, which you have such an affection for. Then take the check for $5,000, which I feel you deserve, and get permanently lost. It's not that I don't want to know you, Hillary, although I don't. It's just that I'm afraid we're really not the sort of people that can afford to be associated with. No, this, the sort of people that you can afford to be associated with. Hillary opens her mouth to say something. Don't speak, Hillary. Just go. <laughs> 
And it was just, yeah, oh man, you were just so like, oh, awesome. and the lady just starts the car and just goes. And like, she just yeah. her down. It even starts, it already started because she did what the fuck she was told. Start your motor. And I just, the, the, the fucking little like underhanded, I love those little underhanded insults. Like, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, the, uh, like the, this line right here. It's not that I don't want to know you, Hillary, although I don't. <laughs> like that right there. It's not that I don't want to know you. I don't. But it's because you can't afford to be associated with me. (laughs) You ain't nothing but trash. (laughs) You racist bitch. Get out of my life. Like I loved it. uh, It's funny because the scene after that, uh, I think like the daughter like stormed off because she got all like angry about. Yeah, she's like, mother, you really should fire Hillary. And then she comes back, and. you know, the daughter's not there, and I think the dad's like, well, you know, she stormed off. Or no, I think No, 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 she comes John. back in, and the, like the John and the daughter are like sitting there, and the, the daughter starts bitching about her. Like, you should have seen her. She was being a right old bitch. And like, she's like, you should just, I had almost the right to, like, I almost had the, uh, the mind to tell you to fire her. And the mom's just like, oh, that's just too extreme. Like, like that's I, what's funny because the mom just plays it off like, "Oh, that's too mean." Like you're being awful. Like you better be careful, John. She's got a mean streak. And she uh, definitely gets that from her father. Yeah, after she, this bitch just cut this bitch's throat and threw her in the desert. Yeah, that broke was, her legs and was like, "Crawl." That was just that was just cool. That was a cool moment. It was, and that's that's another thing, big ass complaint I have about this uh, the the remake. They they take the women's characters and they just fucking God, just diminish nothing. them into nothingness. Nothing. Like like it just like Zoe Zeldana does her character a little bit. Like she's just kind of bubbly and happily. Because but then she's they make her depressed. Yeah, and then they just make her depressed little ball of like, I'm gonna get mad over nothing. And it's just like oh. Just thinking about it, like, wow. And the mom, the mom, the mom kinda had that like Doing that, like I'm on the sun, side of the sun the whole time. Barely a character. But she was barely a character when she should have been so. And the, that actress could have done that. They could have. I don't know. I don't know why they decided to make it into more, uh, more of an uh, overt romantic comedy. Even if you wanted to be more comedic, there were still ways to better do it. It's still. It, it needed better, to yeah. be more dramatic. I think no yes. matter what. If you uh, just, I, they ruin. Yeah, they didn't. Well, they didn't ruin this movie because you, you know. This movie's really good. Yeah, this movie's good. And I it's good to me. The other one's good to me too, but it's in a different level. This isn't like true great romance. That's in more like my trashy rom-coms. Would you say it's more of a a guilty pleasure? Yes. Okay. Cuz it's also a little bit of a quicker watch. Yeah. This movie's a little longer, but you don't feel it. I don't no, think so cuz it just goes from epic speech, epic scene, Calm scenes, but like even like the like the calmer scenes are like nice. They're, are, they're engrossing. The whole yeah. movie just like kind of sucks you in. Mm-hmm. Although in the beginning, well, 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 well I guess we'll kind of get more into my opinion later on when we have our favorite, I, uh, our favorite segment. Yeah, and now we'll get into some more shorter quotes for this movie. This is funny. Joanna, this is Matt uh, Drayton to his daughter. Joanna, this may be the last opportunity I have to tell you to do any to do anything. So I'm telling you, shut up. <laughs> like this yeah. is like right before he's about to do his like speech. He's yeah. like, shut up. Like I'm trying to talk and you're always talking. Um, this this is a quote from Lee's uh, Lee's uh, probably I don't know yet allegedly Lee's favorite scene. 
What the hell is today? Less than 12% of the people in this country, this city are colored people. I can't even get a dish of organ, organ boysenberry without writing to one of them. <laughs> like that scene was a little like, woo. But like, he's just so frustrated. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I can't just like, can I just not see a it's black like, person for a second? Like, like oh. I was just going to go get some ice cream with some white people. Like, I almost crashed into one of their no, cars. No, he did crash into one. He, he did. And the guy's yelling, yeah, stupid old white man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just so embarrassed. And he's yeah. just like, Derville he's just like, gives him 50 bucks. And he's like, keep the change, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, uh, that scene is, that scene's great. It is. Uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is when he's ordering the ice cream. When I have, he's just so like, you just see it on her face. He's just like, oh. The customer service lady. When I had the ice cream before, I had a special kind of flavor that I liked very much, but I can't remember what it is. You have that. Kid. I have this book, I really, this thing I really like, but I don't know at all anything about it. Do you know what I like? And you're like, I don't know what you like. Who are you? We just met. I know you're not my friend. I, I couldn't even suggest for what my friends like. Like, like I don't know. The fuck, I don't know. Fuck. Oh, that is a great scene. I love the maid during the whole movie. She was like kind of like, like she was the only like she was like the overtly racist character, but like she was like the old generation of black people. Like we don't mix. Like Mm -hmm. we can work for them. Those people, like you were talking about, like they've been like so hammered in so much that no, you're different. You're different. You're different. Yeah, we can't mix. We can't mix. What are you doing? So they're pass. They're trying to pass it on to the future. The yeah, like, Further this is how we survive. We don't mix with them. Like, every time we tried to mix with them, we got our cities burned down. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And our people lynched. Yeah. Uh, and she has some really, like, f- crazy lines, I mean, nowadays. Civil rights is one thing. This here is something else. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, my. Uh, I don't care to see a member of my own race getting above himself. You're like, jeez, Yeah, Tilly? that one. And Sheesh. then that scene where she, like, confronts him. Yeah, she, like, just blows up on him, like, I've taken care of this girl my whole goddamn Which, life, and I'm not going to see someone of my own people come up that's in That's also a, a really, like, to me, that's probably the most well-directed scene or the most memorably Because it goes scene. into this, like, there's, weird. there's, like, a Dutch angle. Yeah. It almost for, like, it kind of almost reminded me of, like, Quentin Tarantino I, a little bit. I think he probably... Seen this movie? I would a fan of this director because he's a cinephile of cinephiles. Yeah, this would be a movie that I feel like a cinephile's got to see. If you're gonna be like someone who says I've seen all the movies, well, you got to see this one. Um, And he's I think he met and that angle friends with the angle like I think that angle makes it more. It it helps with the fact that she's shorter than him, but like it helps take away from that. The angle sort of makes her makes more equal dominant. Yeah, yeah, it makes her because she's in his face and he's just like. And he kind of backs up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He has hardly anything to say. Yeah, and she's taking up most of the screen because she's in his face. Yeah. And you're just like, Jesus, It's actually, yeah, it's incredible. Incredibly directed scene and well acted. It it really is. It really is. And and it makes you more like understanding of the maid character because the whole time you're just like, Jesus, man. But then it's just it's it's another thing. She's just like, I don't like this is gonna lead. She knows like there's gonna be people that attack this 
girl that she raised her entire life because now she's dating you because you had to have a white girlfriend. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Or she, wife. Yeah, she feels like And she, you're just using her mm-hmm. for your own pleasure and now she's going to suffer the consequences because you're shit. And then she, she's just, uh, she's afraid probably. Like, yeah, she also feels protective over the daughter because she's also helped raise her. Her entire life. Yeah, exactly. Like she's been with the family, the, her, the daughter's entire life. Like they For 23 years. Yeah. She's 23 she years probably old. hired her right when then. Wow, and there's just sometimes the daughter drops these like words that like, I guess back then like when you think about back then it's just like it does not matter, but nowadays if you heard this it's just like ooh, <laughs> it never occurred to me that I would fall in love with a negro, but I have nothing I but I have and nothing's going to change that and you're just like a negro <laughs> like, like you can't say that anymore you can but like. It almost feels saying Negro almost feels like saying the other one, not not anywhere near the other one. But it's it almost still, it's it still doesn't like, feel right because no one because you've almost heard people say Negro more aggressively because it was a word white people get away with. Yes. So they would say it with you heard that more they often. Put with a lot hate. of anger into it. Yeah. You got that. Like, it's just like, yeah. get out of that pool, you ne- <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. From a guy who was trying to not, like, not get canceled, even back in like the 70s or some shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a word. Uh, this is the quote that got removed from a lot of uh, movie theaters back then. I brought you the latest bulletin. Guess who's coming to dinner now? The Reverend Martin Luther King? And he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Wait a so minute. So sad. Didn't Martin Luther King die in 1968? Well, because he died when the movie was out in theaters. This film, but it said it was released, released in 67. Ni- maybe it was released in. Uh, maybe it premiered at a film festival somewhere. Well, I mean, did they even do films. I know that's like what. Then? I think so. Can Cannes has been around for a while. The fuck's can? The Cannes Film Festival, the one that's like the most. Prominent movie festival in all the world. Oh, can France? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ! You said right. a lot of words right there, man. <laughs> well, you know the the Palm Door Theater. Yeah. That's what the award. That's named after the award that you get at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, well, that's crazy. So. This movie was actually a pretty big hit too for back then. It only cost four million dollars to make, made fifty five million. Oh damn! Anything back then money like, ooh, sheesh, that's damn. like a couple hundred million, it like an equivalent. Definitely deserves it. Okay, that's why it came out in December nineteen sixty seven. So it was oh. out in nineteen sixty eight for most of its run, and movies were in theaters way yes, longer. Yes, back then. yes, we have to remember that. Yeah, movies would be back then. Movies would be in theaters for like there almost a there year. There wasn't even VHS or beta. Or yeah, because any, like people, it took a video. while for everyone to see the movies. Some movies would probably be in theaters for years if they were successful enough. Successful enough and small enough theaters who didn't like get rights to new movies all the time would just show a movie over and over. There's, that happens nowadays. With like smaller, cheaper theaters who can't afford like the yeah, big. There budget were a lot films. of re-releases back then. Yeah, they that's re-released big films thing. too. And porn theaters was weird as fuck. Yes, there was adult so movie weird. theaters. Like, thank God for the internet. Very strange decade. God, thank God. Wow, Sterling's fanning himself right now. Oh, it's turned into Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> 
um, I was surprised at how, I mean, um, it makes me want to watch her other movies, like how prominent her shakiness was. Maybe she was able to control it when she was younger because she, I think she was she's been a star since the 1930s. Yeah, yeah, probably, and it just got like caught up to her a little bit more, yeah. kind of like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, but or I mean, ALS, right? I don't think that's what she had, but like it's one of those diseases that like progressively gets worse as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, your body just can't fight it; you just get tired. Like you're just like that's, I can't. It's awful. <laughs> it's truly awful. It is. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. I'm sure we'll talk about him when we show other movies. We love Michael J. Fox in this house. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Marty McFly. Everybody, you know what time it is? Oh, what? It's questions. Questions? Questions. Questions. Questions for Lee. You have questions for me? I have some questions for Lee. All right, Lee, here we go. Bibbidi bop, booty bop. Okay. We already know it, but I'm going to ask it. How do you think this movie compares to the original or the remake? Oh my god. <laughs> it doesn't even fucking like it almost kind of the remake almost sort of offends me <laughs> a little bit. Because you do really get offended when they take like something like a big message and they kind of just use it as like uh They like just turn it into nothing. The f- the fluff that you so enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um but like in this case, like it's really just baffling to me why they would do that. Hmm. Let's make it into an Ashton Kutcher vehicle. Yeah. What? It's sad. It's one of those movies that fell prey to like, here's a rising actor, put him in it. And it's just like, no, no, no. So no, he no, becomes no. the whole point of the movie. Like Bernie Mac. Kind of makes sense. And he does not. Yeah, yeah. Bernie Mac's character makes sense. Zoe Zaldana's character. Everyone else is well casted if they're matching their roles. If you're filling in the puzzle pieces for the original. But yeah. Ashton Kutcher does not. He does not compare to Sidney Poitier. Poitier. At all. Uh, no. Even context. the comedic version. There could have been other actors. Like, <sighs> Paul Rudd would have been great in that, I think. Because Paul Rudd can pull off comedic, like serious. Um, if you're because I, I, I yeah. don't think anyone yes. could be really a Sydney Poitier. Of course, unless not. you get like if you, unless you're just gonna do a copy paste where you get like an Aegis Elba to do his. Well, thing, no, we or don't. His, or no. Denzel Washington, but like a white version of him, like it just doesn't fit as well. What's he gonna be? Used to yourself as a white man, I see myself as a liberal. Like what the fuck is he gonna say? It's not as a match the same. So if you're gonna go that route, you kind of got to change that character. He can't be like Sydney. But I think he could have been a little more serious. And just like Ashton Kutcher's funny. He's this dude, where's my car? He's not yeah, intimidating. Yeah. And the whole no. time he's just like, I didn't say that. Like that's his whole like Bernie Mac saying like you said that. Him going, oh. I just, <laughs> yeah, I hated it. <laughs> and then Sydney's just like in a fucking uh, suit and it's just like, hmm. And he's dignified. and Father, let me tell you why you're a bitch. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> But he says it in a very classy and and he, and the dad like in the the, re, the remake like the dad Bernie Mac immediately hates him yeah and the dad and Bernie Mac's racist like from the beginning and the, it's really they gross. make the black people way more racist yeah it's really weird and they're the gross. ones who make all the uncolored jo- off colored jokes and it's the sisters always like ha ha white man and it kind of like, it kind of sends like that message like oh black people it's okay for black people to be racist but yeah it's, it's funny then it's just like. I don't know. It's really it's just thinking message. about it. 
I hate it. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, we already kind of knew it. I just thought we had to get over that one. Um. Well, this is the big one. Mm-hmm. What's uh? What's your favorite like part of the movie? Wow. Um. Favorite scene. Favorite part. You know. Favorite thing. Well, I guess I know there's a couple. Already kind of mentioned it. Uh, my favorite scene is, it's the scene where uh. Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy uh, leave the home for a moment. Yeah, he's like, can we go for a drive? And uh, I believe... He was kind of mean to her, too. When they're leaving, and she's like trying to tie her shoes. like, well, are you coming? Yeah. And she's like, I'm just trying to tie my shoe. <laughs> and uh, while they're driving, uh, I guess uh, he sees uh, an old ice cream place that they used to go to, or he remembers, he thinks that they went to. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been old then. It would have been new. Ice cream spots with a hip and happy to pop pop then. Back then. Soda jerk. Soda pops and malts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they uh, they stop at this little ice cream place. And Spencer Tracy's like, well, what's that ice cream I used to get? And uh, the fucking like waitress, waitress or whatever uh, wheels up, rolls up to the <laughs> window and he fucking asks her to list all the ice cream that they have. And he's like, oh, boysenberry. That's the one. That's the one. And then <laughs> he has that moment where he uh, he get he's tasting the ice cream, or he's eating the ice cream. And he's like, this isn't what I, uh, this isn't what I had, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like. <laughs> and it's sort of, um, it's sort of a really good metaphor for, uh, sort of accepting. Yeah, John. you don't always get what you thought you wanted, but doesn't mean it's not what you actually wanted. Exactly. But then he has the moment where he crashes into uh, that man's car. Uh, and I actually <laughs> recognize that actor. Huh. Uh, his name is uh, Derville Martin. That's funny. Uh, who is actually really big in uh, black exploitation cinema. But also had bit uh, bit parts in kind of legitimate studio films as well. Probably always trying to like branch out. Yeah, he's also and known much as much more racist time. Uh, he was <laughs> yeah, he was also uh, in Rosemary's Baby as the elevator operator. Hmm. And he's also a character that's featured in the uh, Eddie Murphy movie that came out on Netflix a couple years back called uh, Dolomite Is My Name because oh. he was a uh, the director and uh, one of the stars of that film. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I've seen Dolomite too, the actual film. I heard it's, it's good. Hilarious. I gotta watch it sometime. Um, well, uh, I want to know bef- uh, wh- who, in your opinion, I know this is a really hard question to ask. Whose performance did you like the best? Wow. This movie is just powerhouse of some of the greatest actors who've ever lived and especially of that era yeah uh, Sidney Poitier is actually uh, still with us today mm-hmm. uh it's crazy 91 years old i believe crazy yeah um but wow honestly i really do think uh Spencer Tracy really 
just. I mean, you especially put everything in the con- context that he the dies seventeen. That he's he dying was, right while they're filming. That's just impressive. He's gravely too. ill the whole time they're filming. But he just he comes off so natural, mm-hmm. and just just even the scene when he's putting on socks, he's like God. Yeah, <laughs> and like all the stuff is like falling off, and again, it's he's just, just it's when you're frustrated, you just you 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 become more clumsy. Everything gets more annoying, and he's just like, of course, this one has a whole fucking in it. Like, yeah, and all like, of his like ties like like fall off the rack, or and whatever. then his friend starts coming like you're racist. He's like, can you just yeah, the priest or whatever <laughs> starts giving him a hard time for being <laughs> racist, and he's like, can you just. And, oh, he gives one of the greatest. It wasn't part of the quotes, but it was like, what was that line where he was just like, his he was saying about his wife. He's just like his wife. She was uh like ready to. No, like she it. was. She was like the scenario to her was like a rose bowl full of all the rose petals. Yeah, or something like that. Like he's he's like, aren't you just a rose bowl full of all the petals? Like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I got to rewatch the movie for that line. That line was great. It was like a great underhanded insult. Yeah, and that's also another example of like a good kind of like visual metaphor like all that stuff falling down again it's representing his just increasing like frustration with the situation. because the timeline is getting shorter and he's like i didn't even have time like yeah now he's like he's getting all this stuff together and he's just like he doesn't know what to put on he has to meet now he has to deal with the pressure of meeting uh this man's pit. parents he's like what the fuck i woke up this morning and was gonna play golf like, yeah, he thought it was gonna be a normal day. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> play golf with my priest friend. Nope, <laughs> you're about to make life decisions, it's, motherfucker. Yeah, and deal with awkwardness all day and have crazy thought provoking quite like conversations. Um, Seriously, thought provoking. Yeah, like almost like having like an existential crisis in a way. Yeah, um, because like everything's screaming at him, like oh, this is gonna be so. But like it's like. Like at any other time, you would you would be like so happy for your daughter to get this kind of man, yeah. And especially when you he's find out doctor. he's not just using your daughter because like he had a wife, like he has a tragic ass little past. He had a yes. wife and a a, da- a son, yeah, and, and they died what, in a car accident. And that's what uh, originally you could have made a great movie of just them getting together in Hawaii. Exactly. Yeah, you could. That would be more of like a romantic comedy. That would have been a great like romance movie, and then like let's go see the parents, and you're just like what. <laughs> And then a sequel, yeah, that that would be kind of interesting. Um, that could have been like almost the remake, in a way, yeah. If you were like not gonna do a full remake, but kind of like a, hey, yeah, that yeah, like that would out. be a great idea, almost like a prequel in a way. And that could have been way more kind of comedic because that one was way more lighthearted. Is this them falling in love in Hawaii? You don't have to have like we're sad the whole time. Like it's, no, <laughs> like, yeah. It's they're not. She's not even dealing with racism. She's like, I am happy. <laughs> but that was uh, that like revelation that happens, or that when you find out that uh, John's was already married and had a child, and they both died. Um, that because for a second I was like, man, really? They just like they met after like ten days, and now they're getting married. Like what? I thought this was going to start, it was kind of turning into, oh, this is going to be more like of a, more of a fluff movie than I thought. Um, but, you know, yeah, that revelation sort of provides like, that he's not, like he need like he, he needs, needs her. He needs her. That's why they fell in love so instantaneous because he doesn't have time to bullshit around anymore. No. He did that shit. He knows what he wants. 
and she he's a perfect catch so why wouldn't she want him exactly. he's perfect in every fucking way in like the of all the categories he's still a human yeah he even states that i'm still a man i'm still have make fucking wrong choices and decisions. Wow. i lost my wife and son like shit still happened to me i'm still a human like <laughs> it's it's so yeah it's so great every character like gets their due mm-hmm. there isn't like any sort of overt like you could have so easily made like the racist characters really like crazy kinda, racist, but like, the racism sinister. in this movie is way more subtle, which is it's real racism. Yes, because racism in o- isn't always just some guy yelling "you." N-. No, of course, no, no. It's the cabbie looking at you in the mirror. Yeah, and the opening scene. It's your scene. mom's like co like employee going like, and the fact that for a while they keep calling John Doctor. Because they have to, like, it's yeah, almost it like, like he's a doctor. Yeah, like, wow. Like, they're still kind of like, they're surprised. Yeah, yeah, that this black man is a doctor. Yes. So there's, yeah, that's another And eventually, as they get more comfortable with him, they, they start calling, calling him, him John. Because yeah. they just start seeing him as a man. Of course, John's a doctor. Yeah. Because John's John. Like, of course, a black guy could be a doctor. We met John. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's so subtle and so just well. Delivered. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, this might be a little harder for you. Um, what was your least like? What was your biggest complaint? Well, I guess even though we went over it, um, and I guess it's I guess it's not even really that much of a criticism if we kind of explained it, but I do kind of feel that it's a little weird that the most racist characters in the movie are the black characters like the 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 maid and john's father well john's not really john's father's not really racist he's more like racist and he's like uh, exactly like we are gonna explained. get hurt if we they're miss. not they're not racist yes no. yes but then you do have racist white characters too. You have the the cabbie, that, the moms. In the remake, yeah. you have the only racist characters are black characters. Very true. There's not a see other than the boss. There's not a single racist white character. And we we don't even see the boss be racist. Yeah, we just see him going. Come on, I didn't mean it like that. And then it's just over. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's just awful. So bad. Yeah, it's not. I don't even know if I can really. There's not really much I can criticize about this movie. It makes it worse. I was just thinking, it makes it worse about that, 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 that you just see it because it's supposed to be almost a bigger impact because that guy was uh, Ashton Kutcher's mentor. So they had oh, right, a long, yeah. like a strong just, history. Like, up and betrays him, or not betrays him. Just goes just like, you're him. racist, fuck you. And it doesn't affect him at all. He's not sad about it, that he lost his mentor. He's upset that he lost his job, but he's not like, I lost my friend. Like, that could have been more, Such like, a... that could have been much more thing, like, Ash's character could have dealt with. There's like, no... you don't understand. That was my, like, because it was like his father. He didn't have a dad. They didn't do that at all. They just filled Ber- Bernie Mac's now your dad. Yeah, they like, didn't do the two, like, meeting of the families, or, like. Yeah, I would have liked if the mom came. Like it was wow. really like it was well like at first when you hear that the parents are coming you're like oh Jesus the parents are coming but then it's like oh and especially this it was another like highlight of the era because like flight wasn't new but like this like crazy new like you could fly to New York and San Francisco in forty five minutes airlines pretty new. were becoming more and jet airliners jet were, airline. made it wet, which Big made it way quicker jet like yeah. now especially back then without all the TSA and less people human beings 
You could literally fly. You could get within an hour. You could be in San Francisco from LA from just the time you left your house, mm -hmm. get to the airport within 15 minutes, be on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Boop. 85 bucks. Like, it's just like, like, like yeah. or $42 or $12 or the fuck inflation. Whatever it was back then. Um, but yeah, so you're saying like, you don't really, other than that kind of, but like, we kind of explained that. Think, uh, because I also thought like they're, you almost kind of like, even back then you use the black characters to kind of like showcase the racism a little more because it comes off less harsh. Yeah. I guess. Then just a white guy going, gah, 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 yeah, because you be... just go, obviously the white guy's going to go. Gah, 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 gah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And it just, that wouldn't, wouldn't have fit the tone in this movie. No, it especially if you had, or you had a white racist mate, like it just would have been more aggressive. Uh, yeah. It just would have been, and you would have hated her. You would have never been, been able disturbed. to understand her. And yeah, it just would have, or sympathize with her. Exactly. And this movie is her about... racism would have been pure hate. Mm -hmm. A black's ones is like from like fear. <laughs> yeah, this movie. Yeah, this movie isn't about all that. It's about giving like all the characters some sort of depth. Yes, even though you don't get a full time with each character, you feel like they're all real people. Exactly, and that's all like you can really ask. Even the for. priest, who's kind of like, At in first, my opinion, is the least of all the them. The least, but he's just character. the kind of like he's the kind of comic relief. In a way, yeah. Because he's just kind of like, let's just he's everybody a calm he's down. He's an Irish drunk. Yeah, but he just comes in. He's like, everybody calm down. Yeah. And, and, he, and, and his comic relief is kind of funny because it's just like poking fun. He's like, oh, you're facing your morals today, aren't you? You find yeah, out he, you're a real bigot. <laughs> like he's just but, fucking with his friend. But also he, he does challenge him in a way. He's another... Just yeah, yeah. Just another obstacle. He's he he's day. the first one to bring up the fact, like, hey, I th weren't you just some Mister Liberal poopity poopity pants? <laughs> and then something finally comes up in your face, and you're just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you just finally have to face all of your fucking morals, exactly. And, like, and you uh. floundered, and it's just a friend calling you out, which makes yeah. it funnier and more real. Exactly. It's not just him going like, they oh were, shit, he's black. Yeah, like they some were gonna go. Joke. They were gonna go golfing together. Yeah, yeah. It would have been way less funny. Like, they could have had the comic relief character where he comes in and he's, like, more racist. He's just, like, not racist, like, bad racist, but, like, like lighthearted racist. Like, oh, shit, Dumb you didn't racist. tell me he was black. <laughs> like, your some stupid stuff, like, stuff like that. Okay, actually, um, I did kind of think of one criticism. Um, even though I kind of liked the scene just because of how, like, random and random it was. Do you remember that scene... With that, that guy like that delivery the steakhouse boy guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, where they're just like because it is a super random scene, um, but it was almost showing like it was it was I, I don't know I think they could have done it maybe a little better, but like I think it was the director's attempt to go like the new generation doesn't give a fuck at all. They're just like white and black is yeah, already mixed. I get to that. them white and black is already mixed. Right, yeah. The older generations I get are that having point. this like tough time. But it is a random scene. They just dance for like, it's like it, 10 minutes. It almost <laughs> feels like a musical number is about to start. And it doesn't happen. It's, they're just dancing. And there's, yeah, because there's this other uh, uh, She's the younger. She's like the granddaughter or niece of the maid. And she helps come and like, helps clean or do sewing or some shit yeah. every once in a while to help she's the maid She's not out. much of a character. She's not much of a character at all. But she's more of like a, it's like a, Sydney's Caesar, and he kind of pokes fun 
at jo- 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 uh, Joey, Joey to, yeah. uh, uh, over it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look how pretty she is. And she's like, you keep looking at her, I'm going to poke out your eyeballs. And he's just like, ha, ha, ha. he's just fucking around. They're just having a good, it just goes to show how lighthearted and how strong the relationship is that he could say something like that. And she's not yeah. like, oh, oh, you're cheating on me. You hate me. And it's just like, I was just joking. After 10 like, days. Yeah, it's like I was just joking. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I'm really gonna go cheat on you right in front of your fucking face. Like, can't even make a joke around these motherfuckers. But yeah, I guess that would be like my one criticism that I, I can at least think of right now. All right. Well, now I'm excited for this because I think this is gonna be the highest rated movie of mine that I've shown you. Oh yeah. What's your rating? Wow. Uh, well, I can definitely tell you. That uh, this is my favorite movie that uh, you've shown me. Oh yeah, I should have asked that. Is this the my the favorite? Is this does does this the oh, throne step hand, up now? Hands down, uh, this is the best movie you've shown me. Even Twilight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That just it surprised me that I that I showed you it. Yeah. That surprised me, and it just surprised me how engrossed I was and how strong the the themes were and, I guess, the message. But it doesn't beat you over the head, and that's what I like. Like, I like movies that have a message and have a theme but deliver it in a way that's actually kind of subtle. Even though there are parts in this film that are kind of in your face. But they have to be a little bit. You do have to have that a little bit. To kind of just really drive the point home. Yeah. But you do have to have... To tell the audience, hey, racism. <laughs> like, yeah. wake up. It's bad. But that's not all it's saying. It's really, like, it's it's challenge, It's a challenging film for sort of, like, the liberal audiences of the time. Yes. Um, question your own... How, what would you, it would have been a real big question for liberals back then. Because now you ask a liberal, like, I don't give a fuck. It's automatic a liberal doesn't care about that. Most conservatives wouldn't care about that, even. Yeah. Um... But back then, a liberal would even be like, oh, well, I mean. (laughs) But it's also certainly, it was certainly a a challenge for the uh, conservatives in the time. Oh, they would have been disgusted. They're the hundred million. The hundred million. But thankfully, this movie was a hit. Fuck those hundred million. Yes. Yes, it was a hit. And it does go uh, showcase like the times were changing back then. And it's just like I was I was impressed by the, the direction that this was directed by a an accomplished filmmaker, an Academy Award nominated Rare filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh and the all oh, oh man, the performances. I don't think there's a bad performance in this film. No, even the small cabbie. It, just like by the look on his, on his face. And it's not like an over it's not over the top or anything. He just kind of like mm. It's just like you could just tell. It's like, faces we've all seen. We've all seen racist people in the wild looking at something, and they're just like, "I don't like that." They're just, just yeah, but they don't say nothing because they know they're not allowed to. They don't have. They don't even have to. Yeah, and the end scene, like when he like dropped the. I forgot the cat when a cabbie drops him off, and they like Sydney goes like, "What do I owe you?" And he's like, ten dollars." And he's kind of like looking at him like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And then Sydney's like, take my fucking money, bitch. Like, why don't you go get back in your cab? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm going to go with my that big-ass mansion behind me. And you're going to go back in your fucking cab. He doesn't say that, but he says it with his emotions and his face. Exactly. Like, I'm again, better than you. Subtlety. That's what I... God, that's what I like. This movie... Whew, 
kind of blew me away a little bit. That's good. I'm glad. It's going to go in the annals of Lee. <laughs> in the annals of Lee. It's even a movie I would consider like owning on like Blu-ray and rewatching sometime. I think it's the own. only movie of mine that I've shown you that you'd be willing to buy. Maybe Step Up. What was the other? Maybe like a discounted Step Up Blu-ray. Oh, I also I liked uh, a Time to Kill. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's only when I show you the very because when it's a serious movie that I like, it's gonna be a pretty probably good serious. Movie. I'm not saying that anything about my opinion. It's mm-hmm. just rare why I like those movies, so they have to be like perfect, really good, or really good. Yeah, yeah, or really like all star casts and good accomplished director. Yeah, and can't be too cheesy. I can't think a movie that's too cheesy can be good. Yeah, or like that good. Because it's just cheesy. It's not. It's, it's its whole own thing for it. Yeah, so. I'm turning my brain. Click when I'm watching Bubba <laughs> Larson. But uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I give this movie probably like a nine out of ten. God damn. Yeah, it's definitely the highest rated. I don't think I'll beat this. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I mean, I got a couple more serious movies to show you. I'm gonna wait because this was. I like to. I like to really spread them out because it's good. Um, it's rare what I have, and, I, and there's a couple like really stupid movies I want to show you. Uh, Lee already knows what I'm probably gonna be showing him next. I haven't guaranteed, but you'll find that out next week. Boobity, boobity, uh, in a moment, boob. we'll find out. Lee will let what us we're know. gonna be. What I'm gonna be choosing. But before that. I want to get my rating. Um, I'm going to have to give it the same, 9 out of 10. Um, shit, I mean, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. I just fucking like the movie. I like, Yeah. It's It's got a nice romance. I like the relationship. The relationship. All the relationships. Yeah. I like all the performances. Um, they're all just, they feel like real people. Even if they're not this, like, out, like the dad, like, wonderful. John's dad isn't, like, this, like, outstanding performance, but he feels like a retired mailman. He does. <laughs> like, he really who raised does. a son who became a doctor. Like, he, it's, that's exactly who you would think does that shit. <laughs> and that just comes down to just perfect casting, too. You, mm-hmm, know? Just, mm-hmm. you know, the director. The directing, he, director, casting director. All that shit. Just, oh. And they really, you could tell that from the tidbits I gave, a lot of this, the the crew really cared about this movie. A lot of the actors and the crew were putting their own paychecks up. Like, they could shoot this whole thing and get no money because Tracy dies halfway through it. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah, everybody put their A game into this. Yeah. And you must have thought, like, the director was like, we got to shoot things now. (laughs) <laughs> and that too, yeah. And I almost want to see the other movie they were filming. <laughs> that would be interesting. Like, what I the fuck? I would like that. I would, yeah, I would love Cause to Because even if it's that. not good, it's still like, well, just thinking about, like, they were doing this. This is the kind of the other, like, the director's like, I really want to do this, and I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. But, so I get paid still, or the, the, the studio still I makes wonder, it nut, I have to make this piece of crap. I wonder if that footage still exists. <sighs> Probably not, but it'd be kind of cool if it did. It was locked it could away be in a vault stored protected. away somewhere. You know, they store old like uh, film prints in uh, salt marshes or salt mines because it, it yeah it, why is it because it preserves For the film. Yeah, it helps like yeah because nothing can live in it, right? Yeah, nothing that would eat the film, no microisms or anything. Exact, yeah, completely preserves it. That's crazy. I mean, salt does everything, right, man? Now we're entering the salt podcast. <laughs> we love salt. <laughs> meat. Um but yeah. Good. I'm gonna give this movie a ten out of ten. Love it. Lee loves it. Uh we're not gonna watch his movie next. No, I'm just kidding. All right. 
Now we're going to jump into the Lee. Let the people know what we watch next week or what they should be watching to get prepared for next week's podcast. Ooh. All righty. Well, to kind of get ready for the uh, holiday season, Christmas time, uh, I'm going to pick uh, probably like, I don't know if I'd say one of my favorite movies, but a film that I've just always really liked. And I think Sterling will probably enjoy it too. It's just a really, I feel like it's just a really likable film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of Goonies type. Goonies. I still haven't seen the Goonies. I'll show you one day. And it came out around sort of like, I think a year before. That's what I mean. It's like that era. Yeah, the 80s. We're Fun going era. back to the 80s. Uh, we're going to watch Gremlins. Woo! Um, from 1984. Another movie from 1984. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen this film, highly recommend it. It's fun. Yes. Fun. Please watch movie. this movie before next week's podcast. I think it makes the podcast a little more enjoyable if you're kind of following along with us. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of ending it. This this might shape up to be the longest podcast that we've done for a movie of mine for about an hour and a half. Uh, thanks for sticking along around this long. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, rate, review, share the podcast, please. It helps us out so much. Um, it's just because it shows the algorithm that that people are watching this, they're interested in this, and it just, it shows the algorithm that, that it needs to push us on the homepage. You know, the more mm-hmm. the, the more we get yeah. pushed, the more views we get. Uh, shameless plug time. You can find all our socials at It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Pod. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. You'll find both of those uh, social medias tagged in the other t- social media because you know that's how we do. Uh, on our uh, on our social medias, we post uh, daily like movie content, tidbits about various movies. Tid, uh, we do a highlight video done by ourselves on that mo- on the movie of that week. Um, Don't really do it as often as we should, but I'll but we do try it. To get on that. Yes, but we do do it. Like we'll get at least a few videos a week uh, during the week. Um, at the at any least, at the very least, we post in the story on the Instagram tons tons of stuff. Uh, also, uh, you'll find our personal Instagrams linked in the bio of our Instagram, uh, shameless plug for myself. Please go to my Instagram. You'll find my dog's TikTok, her Instagram, my TikTok, which is a book review slash kind of like collectibles, uh, channel. Uh, but that's it. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please have a great day. Have a great night. Whatever you're doing, have a greatness. Get off my back, you bastard in a basket. Uh.